0: Chapter number one, and uh, today I, I hope this is a um, I hope this is a turning point um, for not only you but also for this church. Um, primarily because as we've been looking here in Ephesians, um, we've been kind of going through who we are in Christ, what what God says about us, um, how He identifies what we are, who we are. And, you know, we've, we've looked at the fact that we've been um, blessed by God. We've looked at that we've been redeemed by Christ. We looked at the fact that we've been sealed by the Spirit. And within those three major things, there's, I mean, some 10 plus definitions of who we are. We're lavished in grace, we're uh, chosen, we're adopted, we're, we've been given grace, we've been forgiven, etc., etc. et cetera, et cetera. And now we come here to uh, verse number 15, and everything that Paul has been saying has been truth. It's been truth upon truth upon truth upon truth upon truth upon truth. And now we come to this point where we are faced with, here's what God says, now what are we going to do with it? Truth has been given to us. Now, how are we going to live in that truth, walk in that truth, allow that truth to change us? Um, And really, I mean, do we believe these things that God says about us? I mean, are they a reality in your life, in my life? Are they a reality in this uh, church here? I mean, do we believe what God says in his word, this truth that he says? Do we believe it? And so Paul here, he comes to this prayer, and we have for us this very unique prayer that Paul prays. And I mean, as you read through it, I mean, it's, it's not like a normal prayer that you and I would ever have. And I think God's trying to teach us something about our prayer life, that as we pray, we should pray in the manner of, like, what Scripture teaches us to pray. I mean, think about it. In your life, in my life, um, What are some of the things that we pray for? I mean, how do we pray? What are we praying? I mean, are we we communicating truth back to God? Or are they just talking, 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 talking? How do we pray? And what Paul prays for, this this prayer that that starts in verse 15, goes all the way through verse 23. We're only going to focus in on uh, basically verse number 17. But this prayer, I mean, it is powerful that Paul prays. And at the heart of this prayer is this. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, might give to the saints in Ephesus the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. You see, the reason for this request is so that God would act in such a way that they might more fully grasp Everything that Paul has been saying in the previous verses, everything about our identity of who we are in Christ. And Paul says, I'm going to pray for you now at this request that you might fully grasp and fully understand of who you are in Christ, that you've been richly blessed, that the the, the understanding of, of how God is working in your life and understanding how, how Christ has lavished upon you grace, how he's chosen you, how he's adopted you. Um, Paul is praying for them that they might fully understand this and grasp this in their life. And see, we should not assume... That just because we we hear the teaching of God's word, that we hear truth, that that alone just changes us. As we listened in Sunday school this morning, that uh, the the man that had a had a son that was ill, and he went to Jesus and asked him to heal him, and Jesus said, "Your son will be healed." And it says the man believed the word; he believed Jesus, and the son was healed. Jesus didn't have to lay his hands on him. But it's the fact of believing and actually realizing this is what God says and I'm going to believe it. And Paul's prayer for the church at Ephesus is that they would believe these truths, that they would grasp them, that they, that they might experience exactly what God has to say. So this is where this prayer comes in. And if you listen closely this morning, if you listen intently... Maybe we'll grasp of what God wants to do in our lives, of how he wants to change us and and allow us to experience who he really is. So let's take a look here at this prayer here um, as what uh, God's word says. Beginning verse number 15, he says, for this reason, why? Because of everything I just told you about who you are in Christ. Because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Well, that's nice, Paul. Thank you for praying for us. But look what he says. He's going to tell them specifically what he is praying for them. And because this is inspired, this is is God's word speaking, I believe that this prayer is still speaking to us I believe this prayer is still changing us and I believe that as we pray, if we pray these very words of scripture, we too might see what God is going to do in our lives. He says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. As we look at this prayer, we find a very important word that is in this prayer. It's the word give. Paul is saying, I am praying that the God of our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ may give you, he wants to give you, what? A spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Notice his prayer is not pray for those who are sick. His prayer is not pray for those who need healing. His prayer is not pray for those who are struggling physically. But his prayer is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why is that more important than physical healing, struggling, Why is it important to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation of him? You see, evidently that without being given the spirit of wisdom and revelation, we cannot make the spiritual connections of who we are in Christ, the spiritual blessings that we've been given. Because, see, these believers had already received the Holy Spirit, Remember what we looked at in verse 14? It says that they are sealed by the Spirit. They've already received the Holy Spirit. And Paul's saying, I am praying now that the Spirit may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. See, Paul is praying specifically for that. Give them a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of revelation of him. This is a crucial reminder to all of us that the knowledge of God is the gift of God. Matthew eleven twenty seven 27 says this, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, Jesus saying this, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Matthew 16, verse number 20 of 26, it says, Who do people say that I am? You are the Christ. That's what Peter told Jesus. As he's asking him, he says, Who do people say that I am? Some say that you're Elias. Some say that you're John the Baptist. But Peter says, You are the Christ. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You see, the physical world that we live in, we see things, we interact with physical things, but there is a spiritual realm. Remember, this, this, we are blessed with all the spiritual blessings. There's a spiritual realm that is around us and God wants to reveal to us and show us these things. And it's the Father who reveals them to us. It shows us them. First John 5.20 says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true and we are him, in him who is true in his Son Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. So Paul here is describing to us the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation for further enlargement, for further understanding in a spiritual sense. We need a spirit of wisdom. We need a spirit of revelation so that we might understand what God is doing. Now, if you know Christ as your Savior, you have the Holy Spirit, just as these Ephesian believers had the Holy Spirit. But Paul specifically prays and says, give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation. So that tells me something. That as a believer in Christ, even though I read my Bible and I, and I, and I, and I listen to what God has to say, there must be a connection there for me praying, saying, God, I want you to reveal to me who you are. And it's the spirit that reveals. It's the spirit that gives us understanding. And he gives us this uh, wisdom and he gives us understanding and revelation of him. You see, we already know that the spirit has come. We know that he is at the work in the church. But what we are desiring is that we would have this wisdom of the application of his truths to our hearts. That it would change us. These are truths in God's word that you've been lavished in grace, that you've been blessed, that you've been sealed by the spirit. These are truths of scripture. But how often do we pray and say, God, I want you to reveal to me who you are. We need that in our life. Our prayer should be, God, Father, give us the spirit of wisdom and of revelation But what exactly is the spirit of wisdom and revelation? What is that? Is that some like, you know, 18 reasons why Jesus is coming back in 2018? Is that what that is? I mean, is it some extra biblical revelation of apocalyptic type doomsday proclaimings? No. Because we have the complete written word of God, we have everything that God has given us, but there are spiritual things in this book. There are spiritual truths in this book that God wants to open our eyes to and reveal to us and show us that just casually just going through it, we wouldn't see it. And so it's something we need to specifically pray for. You see, if we are to know God at all, it is necessary that he reveal himself to us. God has to reveal himself to us if we want to get to know him. The way God works is that he uses the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and revelation. Listen to what John 15, 26 says. But when the helper comes, the Holy Spirit, when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. 1 John 2.27 says, But the anointing that you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. 1 Corinthians 2.10 says, These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. In Isaiah 11.2 it tells us, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So this spirit of wisdom and revelation is is God revealing himself through the Holy Spirit and he's teaching us who he is. And we should be praying that God would give us this spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. You say, so what? How does that affect my life? How does this change my life? Why do I need this in my life? Well, believe it or not, this is the life or the death of our Christian lives. You think about your life as you, as you move and go through it. I mean, as far as, you know, when you came to know Christ and, and how, you're, how you're living your Christian life. Without God continually revealing himself of who he is, how is your love growing towards him? How is your how is your your understanding of how his grace is at work in your life changing you? You see if we just if we continue off of off of the, the the past and we say, well yeah I remember God did this for me in my life and that's great and we're we're just always relying upon the past but we're never moving forward into the future and how God is changing us and directing our lives then really We're not growing in our relationship with Him. It'd be kind of like this if my relationship with my wife, in the past, I did a lot of things for her and I did this and I did that and I did that, and now I don't do anything. And she may say something and I say, Well, hey, don't you remember? Don't you remember what I did for you? Wasn't that great? Yeah, but what are you doing now? How's our relationship changing now? Yeah, but don't you remember five years ago? Man, I got you a really cool birthday gift. Yeah, that was great, but you forgot my birthday this year. (laughs) True story. All right, men, let's be honest. How many of you have forgotten your wife's birthday? <laughs> Liars, come on. <laughs> uh. But you get the point here. God is trying to change us and mold us and shape us. And we need this spirit of wisdom and revelation of what he is doing in our life. Because as Paul lays out all of these truths in Scripture, How does does being lavished in grace change your life? I mean, you can read it and say, hey, I've been lavished in grace. Well, that's wonderful. But what about right now in your life? Do you need grace? Do you need that grace to be lavished upon your life? Well, the truth is there. But if the Spirit of God has not revealed it to you, you just see the words on the page. That's why I say this is the life or the death of our Christian lives. We need the Spirit of God to reveal to us wisdom and who Christ is because it makes our Christian life have meaning. It gives it substance, it gives it reality to it. See, Paul is not asking the Father to give the Ephesian Christians the Holy Spirit as if the Spirit were not already in them because they already have it in them, they've been sealed by the Spirit but he's asking specifically, give them, give them. He's asking the spirit who is already present with them to grant them fuller understanding of who God is and his grace. The goal of wisdom and revelation is the knowledge of him. You heard Jesse just read about what Paul said. Everything that I've gained in my life, I count it as trash, as rubbish. Uh, King James says as dung. I count it as dung. I count it as worthless trash so that I might pursue Christ, so that I might know him better. I mean, you think about our knowledge of who Christ is. Who is he to you? Who is Christ to you? See the guy that walked on water? Is he the guy that healed the sick? Is he the guy that raised the dead? See the guy that turned the water into wine? Who is Christ to you? And see, that's what we need to be asking God. God, please reveal to me who you are. And I believe that when we pray that and we are seeking that, God gives us this revelation. It's almost as if he pulls back the curtain of who he is. And we get to see him for who he is. And so this is living in the presence of, under the authority of, and to the honor and the glory of God. When God reveals to us who he is. You see, the spirit of wisdom and revelation is not some extra biblical revelation. It's just really knowing who God is, knowing what what God is doing, and he's at work in us. Let me just turn over here to a a passage here real quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Let me show you something here. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Look at verse number 6. Look what he says here. 1 Corinthians chapter number two, beginning in verse number six. He says, yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it's not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God not taught by human wisdom, but taught by who? The spirits. Interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural man, the natural person, the person that does not know Christ, does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. But the spiritual person, the person that knows Christ, judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So we have been given this spirit of wisdom through the Holy Spirit, and he is the one that teaches us He is the one that that shows us this wisdom of God and and teaches us about the wisdom of God, teaches us about the, the deep, hidden things about who God is. And this is what we are to be praying for. Now, what about this revelation in the knowledge of him? Notice here again, Ephesians 1, it says that you may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. You see, the Spirit is the one who gives us revelation of who Jesus is. Just as as Peter said, you are the Christ. Flesh and blood did not reveal that, but God revealed that to you. So the Spirit is, is the one that reveals to us of who he is. Listen to what Philippians 1, 9 through 11 says, And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with the knowledge and all discernment So that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. Colossians 1, 9 to 10 says, And so from the day we heard, here's another prayer of Paul, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Philemon 6 says, And I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective, For what? For the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. And so the prayer that Paul prays here is asking for an intense awareness in our hearts that we may grow in the knowledge of him. Think about in your life the things that have come into your life so far. Heartache, tragedy, disappointments, disruptions. In the midst of those, what are you praying for? True confession on my part, you know what I sometimes pray for? Lord, take this out of my life. Please fix this. It's a mess. Please fix this. But you know what I should be praying for? An intensified awareness of who he is. Asking God, God, please reveal yourself to me in the midst of, you fill in the blank. And so why do we need this? This prayer is to get to know who God is. God, reveal to us who you are. Why do I need this? Why is this important? Because I believe when we see Jesus for who he really is, it'll really change our outlook on life. I believe that when he is revealed to us through the knowledge of him as the spirit gives us wisdom and revelation, we will see him as he is. Our sin will become more disgusting. We'll hate our sin. We'll despise our sin. His grace will become more glorious to us. His judgments will become true. His judgments will be righteous and holy. His holiness will be revealed to us. All of our spiritual blessings that Paul outlines in Ephesians 1 will become a reality to us in our life. And so I have to ask ourselves this question myself, yourself, this church are we praying for a spirit of wisdom and revelation of Him? Is that a priority in our life? Is that a priority of this church? Are we praying that God would reveal himself to us? What are we more concerned about? The physical or the spiritual? Paul is praying for the spiritual. He's praying, Lord, please reveal this to us. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I pray that'd be your prayer. I pray that that'll be our prayer as a church that we will pray that the Lord would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation of him. Let's pray together.